And welcome back, folks, to another episode of The Scuttle. Uh, things are already really hot and heavy. We've already had a league owner potential mute in the group. We've already had several trades, some perhaps what you'd call questionable waiver wire additions. And here to unpack all of that with us today is Chris Gertz. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We certainly do, man. It it, uh, it seems like every year the beginning the beginning of the season just starts hotter and hotter, and, and this one is n- is no different. It's been quite a start to the year, and we'll certainly unpack everything that's going on. But before we get to that, how's it been past two weeks, past since the draft? How's it feel to get back? I know you were at the lake house for a while. Yeah, it's it's been great. So the next I came back, had two days of work, and then it was off to Lake Cumberland for Zito's bachelor party, and it was just madness all weekend we went to lake cumberland his dad had his boat his brother had another boat and they have this cove there called Harmon cove and it was just like spring break just beads flying everywhere um i guess you know what comes with that wait but what's flying everywhere it was like beads on mardi gras man oh wow so it's like a it was a real wow i didn't yeah even... but we're in the middle of bumfuck kentucky so you get what you get but um, it was a spectacle. Tom, you would hate it there. Every boat had at least three Trump flags. Um, I think the best, the nice, most popular Trump flag in the middle of Kentucky is Trump 2020, fuck your feelings. So ah, there's that. Sure, sure. Uh, and then came back from that, had a normal, more normal week of work, and then Sophie was gone last weekend in Asheville for Tessa's bachelorette party, so finally getting a weekend together here. First one in a month, just gonna relax. It's gonna be nice. Well, that sounds great, my man. I, I, so are any Link Cumberland is like a potential fantasies destination. What do you think? Worth worth oh, our time? absolutely, dude. You can rent these houseboats. I think a Lake Cumberland houseboat weekend would be unreal. A Link? So it's is it big enough to support, uh, or would we have to get multiple houseboats, do you think? Oh, dude, they have like 100, 200-foot houseboats. They, it would be plenty. Wow. Okay. But I was thinking that same thing when I was there because the houseboats, some of them have hot tubs on the top deck. You got the water slides going off the boat. You can use them to the lake. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Well, there you go. To any uh, to our future owner, uh, keep that in mind as a possible destination, Lake Cumberland. Interesting. Well, good deal, my man. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. I can certainly say uh, I've been dealing with like a. Tw- almost a two-week sinus infection, so uh, I got the COVID test, so it's not COVID, I can guarantee, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely was not feeling 100% the past couple. I had that, and then I had my cousin Brock's wedding, um, and just a lot of drinking, just way more than I typically do, and it, uh, my, I'm just not 23 anymore, you know? Yeah, I get you. My arm finally stopped twitching. Do you remember me talking about that at trivia? I do. That's great. I'm, I'm, hey, yeah. you, I, I'm surprised by how many problems in life can be solved by just ignoring it. You know. Yep. <laughs> uh, never a bad, never a bad option to pull out of the toolbox. But anyway, um, before we, uh, I know we're gonna start with trades first, and then we'll get into the worst waiver wires on the market right now. But before we get into that, Chris, let's just give you an open floor to talk about your team, how much you like it, another really strong start for you. Just give you an open floor to just kind of do a little rosturbation. Oh, yeah. I mean, the team's been great. 
when I drafted this team, I thought, you know what, they're great. And then uh, just out of the woodwork, here comes Calvin Ridley, fifth-round pick, just bossing on him. And, man, just watching the guy play, he's always open. It's it's incredible that they can't guard him. It's like Ian talked about Metcalf. I don't know who can guard him. And then the fact that the Falcons' defense is trash again this year, that stack is going to pay off huge. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I got the number one kicker. So for all you pro kicker people, I picked him up off the waiver wire because who cares who the kicker is? And he's working out well for me. <laughs> he certainly is. He's done great. I, uh, and, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then last thing, just I, I love finding a little gem. And I think I found a little gem at the end of draft with Noah Fant. Being able to get a tight end that late, that's going to be a weekly starter. It's like Waller last year. You got Mark Andrews off the waiver wire for me. It's just that's such a great little present to not have to worry about playing the tight end game every week. Uh, I completely agree around that. I uh, It is a good feeling. I haven't done the kind of the dart fly on a tight end since Kittle two years ago, but man, it is just a great feeling when you don't have to be doing it and you also... Uh, you're actually proof to be right, you know. Yeah, and then I'll, I'd like to say we can talk about week one real quick. Uh, man, did I steal one from you. Oh. I think everybody is grateful for it. That one you hurt. saw me, middle of the day, I'm driving back from Lake Cumberland, hungover as shit in the car. And, I mean, projections apparently don't mean anything because they had you projecting to beat me by about 55 points during those first session games. Wow, I didn't even notice that. And then all of a sudden, here comes garbage time. Dude. Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley put up 40 points in the fourth quarter, pretty much. That was absolutely insane. I remember, so what was I doing the first week of games? So I remember, like, I checked it early on, and I was like, okay, things are going well. And then you posted, I didn't check it, but I checked our group me, and you posted your garbage can thing. And I was like, oh, no. And that's just a classic Matt Ryan. Plays like shit all game and then just pads those stats at the end. I mean, that is like his bread and butter. I had him all last year. He did it all the time. Yeah, and then on the uh, the Monday night game, the late one I didn't watch, but honestly, I, I couldn't really sleep. I couldn't sleep very well. So we got 14 more weeks of that, that if it's a close matchup, I'm just going to stay up and watch the game because I can't sleep anyways. Maybe this means too much to me. I don't know. <laughs> but... uh the fact waking up and seeing that Gostowski missed four field goals. Oh, just oh debilitating. Incredible. And then reading Ian Kyle's message about how happy I was going to be in the morning. So I rolled over at 2 in the morning, checked my phone, and saw I won, and then couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah, I get it, man. It was, uh, wow, that was a really rough morning for me. And I remember going to bed thinking, like, I didn't go to bed thinking I was, like, comfortable. Like, I was like, you know what, there's, I wasn't, like, for sure I was going to lose, but I was like, there's a world... But just to go out with a kicker sucking balls and then Melvin Gordon not starting him, that was really it. It's like whenever you, you make a bad roster choice, it's like, okay, if I lose, I probably deserve this to some extent. Um, but damn, it still hurt, man. It really yes, hurt. Especially when it's benching a fourth-round pick for a 13-round uh, flyer for one week. I love seeing that. That was awesome. Oh, it, it crushed me. Poor man, Boston. And James White, too. Both of them really. Yeah. Really yeah. let me down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, hey, your team's off to a strong start. Who do you play this week? I got Ian Emhoff. So 
basically it's like everybody telling the outfielder or infielders to scoot in, <laughs> scoot in. Easy. Well, there you go. Uh, honestly, though, that, that's a perfect segue into trades. So uh, we've had two trades already, although it seems to be an even more active market based on what Ian Kyle is posting. But uh, we'll just start with the two confirmed trades right now. We'll start with your brother and Gertz's trade. Uh, didn't really seem to generate too much buzz. Um, I think it's, you know, pretty, you know, I don't really think anyone's going to be really... Uh, losing sleep over it, but what were your initial thoughts on that trade? Um, I thought only you could take advantage of Tom, but apparently it's it's an open market because it might not look like much, but Alex is in a must-win week this week. And the fact that he could trade Deshaun Watson at Pittsburgh for Cam Newton, um, who are the Patriots? Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, he Cam Newton should fall out again. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, is Tom's second quarterback. You can't have a much better second quarterback than that. So, I mean, I'm, it's it's fine for that week, for this week. But I just think it, Tom just threw a lifeline to my brother if he could squeak one out here against Bennett's powerhouse team. And then the fact that Alex was able to ditch Ronald Jones for Devin Singletary. I mean, they're kind of in the same tier. But Devin Singletary, I think, is safer because he doesn't have Bruce Arians to bench him if he makes one mistake. Yeah, I I got to say, like, I think it's an interesting trade in the sense of, like, in a vacuum, I think the value's pretty similar. Like, I don't think anyone got ripped off here. But it's just a good example of Tom. It's just like in Catan when someone early on in the game and they don't have access to brick and you have a brick and you do a one-for-one trade. It's like, yeah, maybe that's, like, kind of helpful to you, but... He literally can't get that. So, like, you are in it. Like, I just thought Tom had more power, and I just don't understand. At the very least, I thought he should have been able to hold on to, you know, Singletary. Like, not that he's elite, but it's like, my God, Tom. Like, what are you – what is – like, what – I just don't understand what Tom is getting from it. Like, what is – what does he now – unless he's, like, a big Ronald Jones fan. But Ronald Jones, I'm telling you, I wouldn't – that's just so much of a headache and so much of, like, you're not going to start him when he has 25 points. You're going to start him when he gets three. It's just not even worth the headache, you know? Yeah, my brother and I were talking about it, and he was talking about starting Ronald Jones. And, I mean, it, it was a great – it was a good play last week. But I said if he makes one mistake, he's going to get benched. And at least he got the touchdown before it happened. But I agree with you. I don't know. Tom, you're, I like you as a person. You're a good buddy, but come on, man. Yeah, I just thought you really had an opportunity to, like, yeah. I mean, I thought Cam was a piece. Like, you know, I ult- yeah, and I just I don't know really what happened. Ultimately, like, you know, I think you bring up a good point that Gertz needs, like, he needs a shot of morphine or a shot of adrenaline right now, and maybe Cam can be that for him. Deshaun Watson, too, will not be a good play against Pittsburgh. So uh, good on your brother. He, he's scrapping right now. He's got to. Um but yeah, not, not much else I really have on that trade. Yeah, one more thing I want to throw in there for Cam. I love the quote that came out this week about the contract he's playing on. He said, I, I've made enough money. I don't care about money. The one thing I don't have is respect. So he is uh, he's a driven motive, or a driven individual this season. Yeah, and he, he's playing like a two-man. I mean, the dude is running angry back there. Uh, love it. Which I respect. I mean, like, I think there's... I've seen a lot of stuff, and I think it's fair. I mean, I know the Bears are a prime example. We're literally paying Nick Foles $25 million. And Cam Newton 
even if he if Cam Newton gets them to the Super Bowl, it's a seven dollar it's a seven million dollar hit this year alone. You know, like it's like I just feel like if you're a GM, if I'm the owner of an NFL team, I'm demanding why we didn't sign Cam Newton to a one year. Like it's just insane to me because yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, really tough. I I wish Cam nothing but the best, and you know I hope your brother gets a win selfishly because I want Bennett to lose his first game. Yeah, me too. I want to be on top by myself. Uh oh, I don't think I want that either though. Um. Okay, well, the second trade, another one that's kind of left me feeling cold inside. Uh, but I, I do think is an interesting one, just didn't really speak to me, was the Joe Lisher-Ian Imhoff trade. Um, what were your initial thoughts? Very interesting trade. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when it came across your ticker? Uh, I think Joe won. But okay. it puts him in a tough spot because he's sitting at 0-2 and now he's got a banged up Julio he's got to wait on. But, I mean, with this league, anybody can get in at any time to the playoffs because we have eight playoff teams, even though we voted to put it to six and then voted back once we were in person because people are scared. <laughs> um, I like it for I like it for Joe. I mean, it's it's not egregious. I just I can't believe how much stock E&M off is putting in the Bears, having David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. It, I, it just kind of limits his ceiling, I think. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, so I'm a Bears fan, obviously. I think I just, that scares that. I mean, Montgomery, to his credit, does look pretty good. Um, I, and ultimately, like Ingram, I don't know if that's a guy you're gonna be able to start in weeks 14 through 16. So that's not a bad look, but gosh dang, having A Rob and Montgomery. I mean, there's going to be games where the Bears have like 250 yards of total offense, and it's like, yep. and they'll have three field goals, and it's just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Um, and even when they boom, is it going to be, is it going to be uh, Allen Robinson that gets the boom, or is Anthony Miller going to scamper for one? Like, just because they have a good week doesn't mean it's it's all A. Rob and David Montgomery. I mean, I don't know. It's a great point. Also, I mean, here's like the thing too. Julio Jones, you said it yourself, didn't look healthy coming out. Calvin Ridley yeah. seems to be absolutely crushing. I think there's a very real world, though, where like Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver one on the Falcons, at least from a fantasy perspective. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. I actually like to I, – I know Ian is, like, double-loaded on the Bears, but I just – I don't have great feelings about Ingram. And I also think the Steelers could be good, dude. Yeah, I hate it. I mean, they don't like Big Ben. Still looks like he kind of has it. Juju's way better, obviously, with him back there. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think I think it's gonna be. I think Ian's gonna be happier with this trade because and like Julio with that hamstring. I'm hamstring injuries fucking suck, man. Yep, and then I get it. Ian was annoyed with Julio, and sometimes you just get that player like I don't care if he goes off. I gotta get this guy off my team. Yeah, it's like in my uh, in my other league, I just traded Hunt away because I don't want I don't want to play the Cleveland backfield game. He would probably be a flex option every week, but I don't I don't like having stock in the Browns, the Browns. Uh, I'll call him the Browns football team. I, I just it's not fun to watch. So I got Nick Chubb, but he's a baller. It's just it's tough to rely on the Browns, man. It is, man, and there I uh, I'm on the hunt. Tra- I mean, it's gonna be. 
it's going to be an absolute ride watching the, you know, I'm pretty much stuck. I'm, I'm obviously going to be riding Hunt at least for the foreseeable weeks. But, like, like with a guy like Hunt, there will definitely be, like, a several three-point outings for him, no doubt. Dude, the guy's averaging eight a carry right now. Yeah, dude, he is like a he is. You gotta say though, it's actually watching Hunt though is fun to watch. He just like how they use him, where he like just comes. He's like a secret weapon. Like every time he comes in, he's just like this little. He's just flying around everywhere, and they run cool little plays and a lot of RPOs and end arounds and shit. And it is kind of fun when he's on. Uh, and I think they use him in a really like from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of frustrating. But like from a football perspective, I like how they use him. You know. Yeah. I, uh, they haven't fucked it up yet. I mean, though, who do they play this week? I, oh, the Washington football team. Browns, yeah, and they're favored by seven. So, Joe, hit that on your parlay. People love the Browns, man. They love them. <laughs> the Browns being favored by seven, and I think the Titans against the Vikings, the Titans are only favored by two and a half. Yeah. Like, this, there's, a, there's a nice little parlay I was thinking about hitting. Mm, it's, it's funny. You bring my girl. So everyone knows my girlfriend, diehard Vikings fan, has officially... Ugh. She is officially, Kirk Cousins has pissed her off so much that she now says she's in an open relationship with her and Kyler Murray now. Uh, oh, man. She's done with she's done with Kirk. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins has never looked worse than he looked last week. Holy oh, no. shit. He, he looks bad. terrible. Dude couldn't hit a boat if he fell out of water. Oh, my lord. Uh, couldn't, hit a, couldn't hit the water if he fell out of a boat. Wow, I butchered that one. <laughs> it's okay. We, we get you here for your personality, Chris. Not necessarily. Yeah, there we go. But, uh, wow, he looked bad. I mean, uh, and speaking of, uh, who else, speaking of people who look good or bad, are there any, uh, before we get into the waiver wire worst, worst three discussion, are there any just like football, people who look a lot better than you thought, people who look a lot worse than you thought, just kind of like more just like stray observations from the first two weeks of the league? Um, Joe Mixon, it's surprising, but... I mean, I think he's going to get more opportunity as the season goes on. They're kind of trying to figure out this new system that they're in. But I just, dude, the Bengals having first and goal on the five, and then they don't have A.J. Green, they don't have Joe Mixon on the field, and then they throw a slant to the third or fourth string wide receiver. It worked, that play. Yeah, yeah, we scored a touchdown, but we can't keep doing that shit going forward. If we're on the goal line, if we're in the red zone, 10 zone, Joe Mixon's got to be in the game. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. That one was stunning. I gotta say though, and I, you know, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but is AJ Green washed? Are, are we? No, are we no, on the AJ no, Green no. is washed alert? I feel like we should be. He's just shaking the rust off, man. The dude hasn't played. For, he's played two games in the last almost two years now. He'll be all right. Okay. He'll get his juice back. Yeah, I hope he does. He's been nothing but a professional for his eight, nine years at Cincinnati, so I am an A.J. Green fan, but man, it's been it's been I got tough. The dude, yeah, dude, I got the dude signed jersey on my wall. Let's go <laughs> some respect on his name. I hope he's not. Uh, but yeah, I would say the Bengals, they half, 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 like I'm, you know, like I grew to really love the Colts since I've lived in Indy for four years, and it broke my, like, it just sucks when, it, when Andrew Luck, like what it does to a city when like he just steps away and it's like it looks so similar to those early years with luck where he's just running around and he's so talented that he can figure it out but it's like he you just they have to get that offensive line squared away in the next two oh, or three yeah. years like it is there is nothing more important for them right now yeah i mean i see a situation where we're in a top 
top draft pick and we can trade out and get some capital and build it up. That's the move, man. And that 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 that's definitely what the uh, Bengals are going to need. But any anything else? I would agree. Mixon. The only other person I've been uh, pretty pretty pleasantly uh, surprised by, and this I'm not even saying this is like because uh, it helps my fantasy team, but Josh Allen looks pretty good. Oh my god, dude, he's a beast. Um, he still makes some throws. Like he's still wild, like hilariously inaccurate sometimes. But man, he looks good. Really, the, the offense two, the, looks dynamic. The two terrible fumbles week one, too. I was like, oh boy, here we go again. And then he still puts up 30 fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, Dan Slesher took him in the round. I wanted to take him, you bastard. But uh, he looks great. And then pretty much exactly as advertised, uh, a really strong, that's going to be a great play for the rest of the year. And a guy I'm... Curious to see how the Bills are in general, honestly, with him. So yeah, I love I love seeing Dan just all down and broken, and all of a sudden Josh Allen and Aaron Jones score 80 points, and he pops his head up out of the ground and just starts chirping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get that. Fantasy's a fickle, fickle thing. I, I got to say, it does warm my heart to see Aaron Jones just have a classic 40-point yeah. pop-off game. I hope he doesn't do it to me this week, but man, that just that got me a little aroused, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's it's his game, man. It is. He's he's a feaster famine guy, and he feasted guess, last week. But anyways, uh, anything else before we move on? We I, I will also be doing a round of Dan drafted Monte Ball in the first round, so we, we will finish the pod with that. Um, but before we get into that, let's do uh, let's do the. There's been a ton of waiver wire activity. Um, and we are going to play a little game of who had the worst waiver wire selection so far. Um, Alrighty. So I am going to, I'll essentially give you my kind of five that I pinpointed is just really rough. And then you and I can kind of rank them together five to one. So five being like not the worst, one being the worst. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see. I have five, too. I wouldn't be surprised to see our list matching up pretty well. Okay. So I will not... Uh, these aren't... I will only pinpoint the number one worst waiver wire ad, which I don't think we really need to spend too much time <laughs> on, to be honest with you. I think we all kind of know in our hearts. But we'll start with one uh, that I was not uh, a fan of at all. And that was Brandon Cooks for $12. Really? Not a fan. Not a fan of Brandon Cooks for 12 All right, I'll let you get into it because I didn't think that one was bad at all. I, I know the Will Fuller thing. I get the logic. He's out. I just think Cooks is just like... I guess it's one of those things for me where I don't like this concept of using my waiver wire money... There's no way on God. I hate this concept of like, I'm going to spend waiver wire money and then in three weeks, I'm going to have to replace this person, you know? And there is just absolutely no way on God. He, like, it's not like injury prone. It's like he's had two concussions in the past year. He's just not going to be around. Not going to be around. Like, I, I just feel like that's just money. You're, you just set $12 a flame, you know? Yeah, I disagree. When the dude's been, I mean, he's on a new team. Give him... Give him a little, little bit to figure it out. And when the dude's healthy, he's been the top 15 wide receiver every year. I get that. I Last see. year was a bad year. Yeah, he's one bad hit away from missing significant time. But you can't 
you can't bank on injury. I mean, I guess you can because your third-round pick skyrocketed to a top-five back based Woo-hoo! on injury. But I don't know. I liked it. I put an $11 bid in for him, and I dropped him for Carson Wentz before the start of the season to pick up Carson Wentz for this week against Cincinnati playing ahead. And I already dropped Carson Wentz because he looks like a, a bag of turds. Carson Wentz looks terrible. Absolutely terrible. But I guess my thing is that, like, with Cooks, I get, like, you can't bank on injury, but we're not talking about, like, you know, a Sammy Watkins type who just always seems to be made of glass bones. Like, they literally met with him last year and weren't sure if he could play football games anymore because of his – like, he was literally like, you might just have to stop or you might die on the football field. Like, I just, you, I literally don't even think you can treat Brandon Cooks like a normal football. Like, it's just – you know, if you draft him and you just hold on to him, it's like, and you can get like one week out of him, perhaps. But I just have no, absolutely no faith that he'll be around for even three, four weeks. That's my point. Yeah. That's why it's the fifth one. Like, I get it. Like, maybe for a, sh- a week or two, you can get some value. But I just don't think there's any any world in which he uh, is there for you and you need him, you know? Yeah, I think if he stays, Archie, come on, man, get out of here. I think if he stays healthy, he'll be all right. Fair enough. Okay, number four, and again, doesn't really, just needs to more be talked about as like, just almost like a PSA to league owners, Tom Hensley spending $4 on a kicker. Yeah, that's on my list. Absolutely (laughs) inexcusable. Inexcusable. Like, there is no rhyme or reason, unless your hands, unless you were like drinking too much milk and you like fell asleep and like on top of your computer and put a bid in for $4. That's the only world in which that makes sense. Otherwise, like you need, you need to accept your shame and say, I'm a big dumb idiot and move on. I, I think yeah, you dropped, you dropped Matt Prater who could probably, he could kick a 60 yard ball. Like Matt Prater's a great kicker. Yeah. I just, okay, that's it. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. This is going to turn into the Tom segment anyways. But. Yeah. I mean, do you want to go with your next one? I'm curious what yours are. Cause I, yeah, so my, my fifth one, instead of Cooks, I actually had my Freeman pick on there. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's just, it's it's hoping. I don't have a lot of running back depth. It could blow up in my face, and I just burned almost 20% of my budget for the year on probably one of the worst running teams this year in football. So, I mean, it's just a little wait-and-see approach. It could pay off. It could just blow up in my face, and I can move on. I actually, but, uh, yeah. I didn't. I mind. saw him go for much higher in other leagues. That's why I just threw that bid in there, not even expecting to get him. It was surprised when he ended up on my team. Yeah, I actually didn't think that the. Uh, I didn't think your Devonta Freeman one was honestly all that bad. In fact, I kind of, yeah, I, I thought that like, I honestly, I never really. Th- I think Wayne Gallman is like. I feel like Wayne Gallman's like you. You think it's fine until you're staring him in the face, and then you're like, "Oh God, no, we can't actually do." You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, that's I, what I'm saying. They didn't, they didn't bring him in and sign him to a deal to be a presence in the locker room. He's gonna get, he's gonna be the starting running back in the next three weeks. I agree. I actually think that, like, I mean, his body, like, whatever, whatever. But at least with him, I just feel like it's like we'll have Wayne back here because I also think there's an element of like. Wayne will, like, he's not, like, going to be an ego. You know, like, why sign Devonta Freeman if, like, he's going to want touches because he's a veteran. He's not signing on to, like you said, be 
a dude. So like when you have Saquon, it's like, great, we have Wayne. He won't be a nuisance. He'll pass block when we need him to, and he'll get a couple carries if like we absolutely, if like Saquon's totally gassed or something. Um, but now like when you actually need someone to carry the rock, it's like, I think Devon, I don't think Wayne Gallman, I think Wayne Gallman is like, he might see eight touches absolute max, but it really is going to be Devonta's backfield, you know? Yes, sir. And then uh, my next one, we don't have to spend much time on it. I just want to throw it out there that Joe spent $7 on Josh Adams, who is the Jets' like yep, I saw that. four-string running back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Joe, not not your best moment, but uh, hey, you got to shoot your shot sometimes. Yep, that was on. That was actually my number three, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yep, I mean, nothing really needs to be said. I just, the Jets are... <laughs> itself. He said right after he picked him up, shit. <laughs> the Jets are really bad, uh, and I just, I really don't know. Uh, just kind of one of those weird ones that just, I feel like sometimes people just have money and they want to spend it, uh, so we spent it. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't really see a world in which that is working out for, uh, for Joe. Okay, so... The next one here, um, I'm, I, it's got to be said, these two, I think, I don't really think we have to spend, or I, I think that there's really no no doubts here. Number two, uh, the Mike Davis selection. Um, yep, that's number two on my list as well. It's just it's just far too much money. Far too much for money. A, uh, for a rental. For a rental. Yeah, I just, I, will, I do not understand, like, I don't even if he's like the main guy for the rest of the year. I think it's high, but my God, for a guy that like will will, will only be four to six weeks, I just I just don't think forty two dollars can ever really be. Uh, especially when you're Tom and you're already now at thirty dollars. That's insane. Yeah, he's he's two and zero, oh and he has spent seventy percent of his fab. It just it's boggling he's in a position where he can hold and find that gem later in the year where holy shit like cj anderson a couple years ago yes something like that where holy shit i got all the money because i didn't need to go chase people in the beginning and tom didn't even get did he even get hit by injuries no no (laughs) yeah it's just boggling tom again not an attack on your character just on your competence as a fantasy player yeah i just i just i don't understand how you can you can be at thirty dollars in a COVID season, so you literally have eleven more weeks of just regular season. I mean, you're literally talking about less than three dollars a week for the rest of the week. I mean, you, you're like you're stuck with defenses. You're always going to get the last pick on defenses if you have injury. Like, I just I cannot understand thirty dollars for the rest of the for the rest of the fantasy season is going to be brutal. I agree, and then uh, I we didn't you didn't even mention this other one, Tom. Did that's on my list. Twenty three dollars for Dallas Goddard to sit on his bench. Okay, so here's the thing about Goddard. I uh, I actually love. I don't love the amount spent, but that's a great, especially early on in the year. He probably overspent, but that's an asset, dude. Like I think that's like that's a very tradable asset to a guy. Like your brother, for example, who like actually is like playing the tight end, tight end switch around. Like, I mean, Goddard's outscored Ertz the past two weeks, and I and I don't I honestly see them being pretty similar the rest of the way. Um, yeah, but outscoring Ertz last week didn't mean shit. Right, but I'm just saying that like it's unless you think Ertz and Goddard both are just bad, you know. I'm saying that I if don't you, know. I. 
I think there's a world in which, like, I'm thinking that you can flip that for an asset, you know? And now, yeah. I, I'm also high on Goddard, but um, I don't know, man. I think that there's a world, now again, like, it's a lot to pay for essentially someone you pretty much have to trade, but you also can still play two tight ends. So maybe there's a week where, you know, Tom does it. Like, he, he plays him if, he, if he's got a nice matchup or Ertz gets injured or whatnot. Um, I mean, PSA to people, don't ever start two tight ends because usually the 10th tight end is like wide receiver 40-something. Yeah, well... That, that's just me. I just, I, I see a world where Tom plays the ping-pong game between Goddard and Ingram and one blows up on his bench so he puts them in and then they switch. Like, that's just a game I wouldn't want to play. Not a fun game. Although, I mean, that, that Bill is already starting two tight ends this week with Johnu Smith. <laughs> of course he is. And, uh, Hold on, while we're on while we're on Bill, I heard all these things about Bill Stevenson, two time champ. Come on, Bill, I'm a little disappointed. Step your game up. I mean, he's a fraud. Yeah, I, I like everyone knew it from the jump. Uh, he was a flash in the pan. I, it hurts me to say about a two time owner, but man, it is. Uh, oh, but he's starting. John, okay, I think Johnny Smith is a great play this week. So kudos to you, Bill. He's. But I a, would start him instead of Ertz and figure out something else for your flex. Ooh, I just looked at the rest of his team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. It's a tough. It's tough. I, it's tough. I think you can, uh, get Keelan Cole in there somewhere. I think Keelan Cole is gonna have a good game tonight with uh, Chark being out. Yeah, it's a good point. I uh, that's a, that's hey, Bill. So that's some free advice. But yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, Bill Stevenson. Like at this point, it's just for him. Like if now you just have to give him like the a for effort like if he gets to the playoffs that's about the ceiling for him this year unfortunately you know uh there's just no i mean maybe he can sneak a playoff win in there but there's just no world where he can uh really compete this year when you lose your first and fourth rounder yeah best luck to you bill sorry buddy sorry my man um but anyway okay so there we go so in number one (laughs) the absolute Really just put the, the waiver wire additions on a, an amazing tenor is Ian Imhoff for $46 on Snell. A truly... Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I don't think we will ever see a purchase that high on a player in Snell's position ever again, right? No. And he got negative points last week. I mean... $46, almost half of your money on Snell after week one, <laughs> when, when James Conner has suffered no, like, for sure season-ending or even, like, six-week injury is uh, gross, gross mismanagement. Negligent. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think James Conner stays healthy this year, but to bank on that week one, like you said, we'll see. That's all you can say. We'll see. It could, uh, Ian could be shoving this in our faces later, so. Yeah, I mean, Ian, you're right. I mean, that's the thing about a waiver wire. At the end of the day, we could always be shooting the shit, but to just leave yourself with $54, it just, for one play, it just, Benny Snell, 46, it doesn't, doesn't check out. It's not check out. Um, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Is there anything else, any other honorable mentions you wanted to put in for waiver wires? No, we, we covered them all. I mean, uh, my brother spent $8 on a defense, but again, he's in a must-win situation this week, and he got one of the top defenses of the week. So, yeah. good job, Alex. I agree. I think Gertz is playing it, is, is literally doing 
you know, this is why Gertz has the most wins. You know, I think that uh, he's made some, you know, you, you get in cam and then you got to spend money on defenses. That's the playbook you go to when you're not very good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was there. I've been there. I've been there. I know, I know you're scrambling, you're hustling. Uh, you're living yeah, on a- dude, look at look at my brother taking up your strategy, just getting lifelines from Tom. I get it, man. <laughs> you knock on all. I, all I have to say is that you can only go to that store once, you know. So uh, yeah, <laughs> just I hope it was worth it, my man. Uh, but yeah, well there we go. I uh, it's been a really adventurous week here. Um, so now let's wrap things up with an all-time favorite. Uh, Dan drafted Monte Ball in the first round. Haven't done this in a while. Um, really excited. Really, I uh, really think that, you know, Chris, I think you might be able to get this one. Uh, but this one was so egregious that I just think it has to be um, said. So here we go. This player was selected last year. Uh, he is David Johnson, so this is the 2019 draft. Uh, he was selected fourth overall in the 2019 draft. He ended up playing 13 games, had 345 yards, uh, rushing yards, two TDs, um, averaged a paltry 3.7 yards a carry, added another four receiving touchdowns for another 370 yards, bringing him to a total of 715 yards, uh, six touchdowns, and a couple fumbles. Really rough year. Pretty much put him in RB29, so didn't really return first or wasn't in the top 24, so not an RB1 or an RB2. Pretty much an average flex, uh, taken fourth overall. Chris, hold on. He, in last year's draft, he was taken 10th by Spears. That wasn't a fourth overall pick. I think the fourth pick was uh, D-Hop by Fez, if I remember correctly. Whoa. We've got a savant here. I am seeing four. Are you on the site right now? Oh, so when Bennett uploaded everything, he didn't upload the, the picks like as a draft pick in the order. He just uploaded our team. So those aren't going to be correct. Wow. I feel like a big dummy now. Um well, man. Okay, so yes. Yeah, so crit, though still a first round pick, tenth overall, not fourth. Wow, you do you have every pick last year memorized? Not memorized, but dude, I, I love the fantasy football. It sticks with me. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go, folks. That you nailed that one. Uh, maybe I know for you, I don't do 2019 anymore because you seem to have that uh, pretty much locked what, in. What was the question? Well, I was going to ask you who picked him, but. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, suck my chubby Johnson. I, who forgets that name? <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is really, really flexing on us. Um, well, there we go, folks. That was a, you know, you're only the second person in uh, the history of Dan drafted Monte Ball to get that right. So well done. Thank you. Um, and, uh, are you the first time, is this the first time that the uh, presenter has ever got it wrong? That's also true. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> Uh, it certainly is. Well, um, okay. Well, that pretty much wraps up the the things I had on my agenda, Chris. Before I let you go, is there uh, anything you wanted to share? Any parting thoughts, fantasy, NFL related? Any shit you want to talk? Any anything you didn't get off your chest here? Well, one thing 
thing I'd like to say is uh, maybe we could be a little nicer to each other <laughs> in the group me. It's, it, it's getting dark pretty quick this year as, as some things are happening. I mean, we're all friends, guys. I mean, let's uh, – I know we just shitted on a lot of people in this podcast, mainly Tom, but just remember we are all are friends. Uh, let's, let's just have fun this year. And I just can't wait to put the trophy on the mantle where it belonged last year because I played the wrong defense and you beat me. And Chris Carson got hurt. Ooh, the ice cream truck is going outside. Ooh, that's fun. And then Chris Carson got hurt in the week 16. Um, I mean, that's all I really got to say is let's, let's make it about having fun. We don't want anybody. Who muted the group chat? Uh, Gertz did, your brother. Did he? Yeah. See, that's, that's weak. <laughs> you can't, if you can't, if you can't take it, then you can't dish it out. Because, I mean, we all know that he can dish it out. <laughs> he certainly can. I know can. He's, he's missing Zeke and Lamar this year, I can tell you what. Oh, boy. he. I bet he, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you're right, though. It definitely, uh, it got, I would say, a lot of sniping over waiver wire, too. I think, which, I think a lot of it is d- spreading from Bill who is just carrying a lot of pissed off energy right now. I think I think he's oh, yeah. I think he's mad his team is bad. I feel like he feels disrespected. Um, and he's piping off. And uh, I feel like it's it's definitely you know, it's definitely a I think Ian said it best when this is who can withstand the most mental abuse and come out of the other end, you know. Yeah, it can be, and uh, I, it was hilarious with uh, the way Bill's team is performing. And yes, Bill, I know you've had some horrible injury luck, but that didn't that didn't happen week one when you put up seventy five points. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to throw that out there, and just him chirping at me for my waiver wire pickup. But I, I I don't even need. It's like I told you in trivia: if you don't acknowledge the worm, he just goes right back into the ground. <laughs> I gotta say though. One thing that I think, you know, we've shit on Tom a lot, but one thing Tom has to be shot out for is he took Zeke second and not third. Um, well done, Tom. I mean, that's like a real sliding doors moment because uh, I think most people were taking Saquon second. I know it was like kind of a toss-up, but most of the ADPs I was seeing was Saquon second. Um, definitely wasn't a given to take Zeke second and uh, was a great, 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 great decision. Um and is it too early to call Saquon a bust at this point? Dude, you can't call him a bust when the dude tore his ACL in week two. Oh, a bust in the NFL. Ooh, yeah. I think he needs a new situation, man. Yeah. That man needs some help, too. I, I don't know. It looked bad. I mean, dude, I, I said it on the first pod. Like, 11, eight carries for negative three yards is just, that's a big red flag. Like, I don't. Saquon's just... You have, yeah, yeah, I, it is. Do you have any other players in recent memory that just... I guess Baker Mayfield, he had a real good rookie year, and then last year he just... He was terrible, and then this year he's been pretty terrible so far. I mean, woohoo, he did good against the Bengals. He should. That's like uh, celebrating Clemson beating Citadel 49-0. to Yeah, I... Like, um, you should beat those teams. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I It definitely... Definitely not a great, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Saquon, I, I, he's so talented. I wish him nothing but the best. But, man, I wish he, I hope he gets out of New York because it was just, 
rough there, man. Yeah, not great football teams there up in New York. No, no. <laughs> um. Well, okay. Well, there you go, Chris. I agree. That's a great way to end a pod. Um, let's just be kinder to people, you know? Let's yeah. have fun. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Joe. Joe's about to get here. We're having a taco night. Him and Kelsey coming over, bringing the dog to run around. So I'm going to be talking some shit to you tonight, Joe. Hey, good luck, fella. Good luck in your... Do you have anyone going tonight? Oh. Uh, I don't think I do. Oh, and one thing I got to say is, Ian, I am very glad you traded away Mark Ingram because you having... Clyde Ingram and Mark Andrews on Monday night was giving me anxiety already. Oh, God, that is a lot of anxiety. Yikes. Uh, no, I don't have anybody tonight, but I'll be watching because I got Gesicki in my other league. Yeah, I'm going against Gesicki tonight, and he certainly seems to be another nice little dart throw. Um, oh, he's going to pop off. Oh, God, I hope not. Jesus. Okay. Well, hey, Chris, thanks for coming on. Enjoy your tacos. I hope you lose this week, but it's been a pleasure wow. talking, my man. Yeah, much love, man. Best of luck to you. Yep, take it easy. Peace. Bye-bye. Well, there we go, folks. Another episode of The Scuttle wrapped up. Good luck to everyone as we head into week three, particularly our Owen 2s Bill and Gertz and Joe. Uh, just know that Owen 3, I uh, it's not the end of the world, but just... It's time, it's time to be come approach this with a sense of urgency. To everyone else, good luck, stay healthy, and God bless the league. Take it easy, guys. Be happy. In every life, we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now.